Uh, he's a great man, the Nude Nut. Uh, Ex-Kiwi, admire this man immensely, and didn't we all? He played 52 test matches, 164 ODIs, and not only was he a great player, he's a great personality of the game of cricket at the time and still today. Good afternoon, Dean Jones. Hello, Brad and Kim. How are you? you have Going a good time enjoying the warm weather over in Perth, are you? <laughs> well, I'm with you, Dino. So we're freezing our uh, brass monkeys off, as they say. That oh, is for oh, sure. <laughs> I, I would. It was your type of weather to get boats today. Right? Yeah, the long Night sleeve. Cold. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> me, no chance. I'm on the bench. Put the, put the jacket on me. I'm done. Hey, Dino. Always great to chat. Now we wanted to go back to that infamous moment where you were at the SCG back in January 1993. What on earth? <laughs> What on earth got into your head to make to go up there and challenge by the umpire to Kirtley Ambrose to take his uh, sweatbands off? Well, I, four days earlier, I, I, I had my thumb first. I got a compound fracture from um, Wacko Eunice, and I got operated on. And back then, if you didn't play, you didn't get paid. And I had Damien Martin, that little whippersnapper from WA, he could play, <laughs> mm. um, barking on my heels trying to get my team, and I knew he was close. So I just thought, well, I'll take in a couple of injections in my hand to, to play that day, selfishly. And I realised that Ambrose was bowling a million mile an hour, and Booney was struggling, and Tubby was struggling, hit him off the square. And I thought, well, if I got him really upset, maybe he'd bowl a lot more shorter to me and I could use his pace to ramp it down the third man and find me because I didn't find him unbelievably super quick. I found him quick but not super quick. So I thought I could use his pace and bounce to hit him down the third man and find leg a bit more because I couldn't hit him down the ground with my hand. So when he had white sweatbands with a white ball, I said, oh, that's a lay down there. I've got to ask him. So I did and it was the worst thing <laughs> I ever happened. So you say, Dino, Dino, Kim Hagdorn here, good talking to you. You say he, he was only bowling about a million miles an hour. How quick did he bowl after you fired him up then? <laughs> well, I'll tell you how fast he was bowling. Yeah. Um, Viv Richards was at second slip and he, he yelled out with an echo. He was so, so oh, he, was, uh, he, he bowled quite rabid. And the interesting thing at the end of it, the umpire, after three balls bowled and the umpire uh, called over, I had 11 West Indians and one Australian batsman sledge me. <laughs> and, um, and that was Mark Taylor yelling out, oh, I've got two kids. What the hell have you done? <laughs> and, uh, and sure, I, I, lucky enough, he didn't get me out, but he got six for 35 that day and, <laughs> um, and everything. You know your mates have got you, boys, when we used to have at the end of the day's play a rubbish bin full of beers with ice. That's what mm. we used to do. We mm. didn't put ice on our legs or baths. We put ice on beer. That's what you used to do with ice. That's what was embedded for. <laughs> so I, I had to have a beer, and Mark Taylor came down the stairs in, in, in the rooms, and I was sitting with Ian Healy and Steve Waugh, and he picked the rubbish bin up full of beers and took it up the other end of the room and said, we're not talking to you. <laughs> you were locked out. So I was locked out. I was and getting, after I was... that, he got, he got eight or nine wickets, I think, in Adelaide, mm. the following mm. test mm. match, which I didn't play, and then he got seventh one in Perth. Yeah. So and you, I didn't you, play in that one either. So you've answered the so, query. What did he do in, in response to Dean Jones? He just ran through Australia. Again, I, you mentioned there that Mark Taylor was batting with you and he wasn't mm. a, he wasn't improving your uh, behaviour with Kirtley and challenging. No. Did, did Alan Border know that you'd planned to, to try and incite Kirtley Ambrose? Yeah, he did. Um, I asked him, and I'll clean it up for your viewers, he said mm. it will be your bit bit. Mm funeral if you ask him to take him off mm. 
And I took that as a yes. So um, <laughs> I just did. So I had no other, no other option back then. Like That was the way it was back then, you know. Um, you played with broken fingers. Um, the gloves today, boys, are nowhere near as good as what they uh, well, the gloves back then are nowhere near as good as the gloves the guys used today mm. hardly anyone misses out with a broken hand or or a finger do they kim so um but back then we we got them all the time and mm. they tend to buy a lot shorter because you know you're allowed i think back then three bounces and over or two bounces and over you only allowed one mm. um now and yeah, even to this day Curtly Ambrose has still got the shits with me. <laughs> I, I, I don't get it. Steve Waugh, I think it is the anniversary today, isn't it? 25 years of that wonderful series where Australia got the number one um, position when they beat the West Indies in the West Indies. Mm. And that famous test match at Trinidad where Steve Waugh had to go at Kirtley, uh, didn't ask him to tell the sweatbands off, but Richie Richardson literally had to drag him off, mm, off drag Steve Waugh because he yeah. jump on him. Yeah. And... They sold a photo together and sold 2,000 copies of that and signed it both and they made hundreds of dollars out of it. I, I didn't even think of that. We're speaking with no the great Dean it. Jones. Let's just recap on it, Dino, because Kirtley, what, was six foot eight, six foot nine? You, you weren't the yeah. tallest guy in the in the in the, in the cricket world. Uh, no, no I'm a six footer. I'm a six footer. Yeah. So you had to look up to him. And how hard, how, how important is it to see the ball coming out of the hand and when you've got, what, a white ball and, and white wristbands? Well, it is. So, so, you had, so if you face a to be honest, a, a Brett Lee or someone like that, you could actually see, pick up the ball release out of the hands a lot quicker mm-hmm. than than it was out of... Because it's pretty clean and cut when he lets the go, ball go. Now, he shakes his hand a lot, as yeah. did Walsh, yeah. believe it or not. They used to shake the hand around a lot at ball release. And and when your, your head's moving with it, it's all over the place. So, like, it was a, one thing I thought, well, let's let's just... You know, why, why shouldn't I have a go at him? And just mm. uh, Was he a protected species, these guys, these bowlers? And by D, gee, didn't he throw the toys out of the cot? Uh, yeah, or, so or, or, I'm for young and old after that. But I've, I've never taken a backward step to him, never have. Mm. He got me a few times, but I got him a couple of times as well. So that was cool. I know you do stacks and stacks of public speaking, Dean, and you do commentary and 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 even in commentary or rainy days, these types of discussions must always come up with you know the, the fastest and all of those sorts of questions as bowlers that you faced. Uh, was Ambrose the most brutal, most lethal type of bowl, fast bowling opponent to Dean Jones? Oh, oh, where would I rate all the fast bowlers? Look, Patrick Patterson, the West Indian, who had size eighteen feet and he could eat an apple through. A, Pick a fence, he slipped his teeth. He was, he was lucky as a big unit. Mm. And he bowled the fastest I had in the test match that I was worried about actually getting hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a fifth-day bad pitch at Melbourne, and that's the only time I almost took a backward step. Um, he was that the, day was that, speaking of rivalry, sorry about him, was that the test match, I reckon 88 or so, was that no, the test match that Steve Ward had a crack at him the night before and he stormed into your yeah. change rooms and said, I'm going to get you, going to kill you tomorrow? 100%. Yeah. He had a zing at him, yeah. kicked at him. From the slips, he was batting. He was, yes. Yeah, and he's not the greatest batsman. I mean, he had a chip <laughs> at him. So we had to bat the last day to save out for the draw, mm. and he had a chip at him. Because when he got out, that was the end of the day's play. So he had a couple of more chips at him at, at the walking off the ground. Now, mm-hmm. when we walked in the old dressing rooms, we walked downstairs into our rooms, and they were right next door to us, of course. And we were all sort of a bit quiet because Tugger 
Steve Waugh's had a good go at Patrick Patterson, who's <laughs> the slowest guy I've ever seen, I can assure you. <laughs> and all of a sudden, who burst into our rooms, still padded up, and he had his helmet on, was Patrick Patterson. And he said, I'll clean it up. You'll have problems tomorrow, man. And he's looking at Steve Waugh. And he was sitting across the across the room. You've got problems pointing at the bat, and he's just blowing bubbles, he was. And he picked his helmet up, took it off his head, and just pinged it at Steve Waugh, who had to duck. <laughs> and it's blown the phone off the wall. We used to have phone phones yeah. back then, of course, on you know the, the, the dressing room phone. And it just smashed it to bits. And Tugger had to duck that bouncer a helmet. So <laughs> the very next day, he got Fife up, and yeah. we had problems. Yeah, he we 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 had guys. So just quickly, uh, Alan Border um, broke four fingers. Mm. I got three broken ribs that day. Uh, Booney broke a wrist, mm. and cool. Ian Healy had twelve stitches inserted in his Netherlands. So Sheesh. we got we got whacked up that game big time. Hey Dino, big I know time. Kim wants to talk to you about India quickly, but I, I want to ask you one more. I, I didn't, didn't mean to spring this upon you because we were talking about sporting feuds, uh, and you're mm. recently in brawl and you won yourself with Cricket Victoria. What's what's the status there? What's happened there between you and Cricket Victoria? Well, I, I, I've been a little bit upset on about no, a few things that have been going on with Cricket Victoria, and I'm a bit upset now because I think it looks like up to fifty percent of redundancies and people are about to be sacked. Sadly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about to happen wow. now, and that's not great. So that hasn't gone so too Dean, well. So, uh, Dean, butting uh, in on you, that's on top of what we've heard about all the dismissals and run- redundancies yeah. at Cricket Australia. You're saying Cricket Victoria, so, th- so the ramifications through at state level starting. Yep, and, and Tasmania Cricket, I think, happening today. Mm. So it's, it's, it's going right through everywhere, and I think they're pretty well, they've been paid fully out. Um, um, Kim might be able mm. to help me here, but I think, I think they got paid out only last month, $25 million from the board for their, um, for their uh, grant or whatever it is um, per quarter. So, uh, And then they decided to sack a few people. But um, my beef was they haven't been supplying enough of the Australian players, um, spine players particularly. Um, I don't like the culture and way past players haven't not even mentioned on their website or anything like that. Um, and the fact that... Um, I, I set up myself to go to the Renegades, try to get the Renegades job and uh, all the Stars job as I coach overseas for a couple of teams in, in T20 around the world and they pick guys with no experience, none whatsoever. And I don't mind losing a job, but when you get guys who had no experience and come straight out of the game, like everyone else had to, they had to go and become a specialist coach and go through the ranks and go overseas, earn a bit of experience and get success and come back and get one of these jobs. And these guys are getting jobs before anyone else. Mm. I just thought it's wrong. So all that was done and I fired a few shots over the bow. Yeah, they won four, four shields the last six. But in all honesty, we've produced, we have the most membered or most registered cricketers of any state. And we've only got three players in the top 20 in our in the contracted list, and that's fair enough. I thought they got it right. And apart from Aaron Finch, what spine player have we had in the last 10 years? Mm. So, and and like WA, our biggest problem is AFL, and the same goes with South Australia because the best kids want to play footy, and I get that it's a great game, but out of the draft of 370 kids per year per draft. Half of them don't play a game in AFL footy. So why can't we get some of these kids back? What, where, where's the young kids that are going on to play for Australia and become... No one's 
batted for Victoria since me. After in, been after any half decent player, we've got yeah, got a couple of guys get doing bits jobs, but no spine players. So I, I, they didn't like what I heard, and I just didn't like the way the administration's going. And then mm. all of a sudden, they've lost they've lost um, major sponsorship from Mars and Optus for their BBL. They've lost that as well. Um, I, so I'm, I'm ask, asking the question: How does that work? Mm. How does mm. a guy mm. be on the the cricket Victorian board, um, pick the pick the team to uh, pick the guys to actually go through the coaching process to pick the coach and then resigns from the board and gets the job. If that happened in AFL footy, mm. there'll be questions asked. Sounds like boys clubs. Hey, and really quickly, Dino, do you, have, do you have any sort of update? You've got great close connections through, with Indian cricket, uh, mm. the Indian Premier League perhaps, uh, when it will perhaps be played out if it's going to be and do you have any feeling on what's going to happen with Australia hosting the T20 World Cup in October, November? Okay, so th- this is what's happening around the world, what I know. Um, mm-hmm. The baseball leagues will have three pods. Um, this is what they're looking to have. One in, one in Miami, one in Texas, one in Phoenix. The, the basketball will have one in Vegas, where else would they have it in Vegas? So <laughs> my my point is that I think the AFL will be watching these guys, how they go about screening the players and staff, etc., making a proper environment, being CV um, virus-free. Um, so that's going to happen. I, I To have 16 teams here for the World Cup, I just think it's hardly no chance, really, mm-hmm. to actually have 30 to 40 people in, with each team coming over here to get them in from overseas be ready I just can't see it happening whereas I think that might be the spot for IPL will probably take over in that spot Mm -hmm. Um, and I I, I think it's a certainty the Indians will come out here and play for sure they'll play a five test series there's no doubt now we won't play in front of crowds Um, they might play two or three test matches in um, in Adelaide because the hotel's there etc but the key is um, we're used to cricketers we're used to staying in a hotel this is what we do um, football is a bit different. I keep hearing of late <laughs> why they can't do it. I don't know. Um, but you just you're right for two months and stick together in the pod mm. and and stay in a clean environment. But for the life of me, when Jeff Kennett said last week on a podcast saying if we don't play football by this time next year, we won't have an AFL. I can't work out for the life of me why can't a player sacrifice six weeks to ten weeks of his life for the game. Sure. Stay in the pod. Mm. I, 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 sorry, I'm, this is a one-off situation, not a lifetime. A one-off situation. Why you can't do that? That's got me beat. Hey, Dino, absolute pleasure to chat to you all the time, mate. Keep up the great work, and uh, we'll stay in touch. All right, I'll, I'll get Curly to give you a call next week. <laughs> Good stuff. We'll watch you on Dancing with the Stars. He doesn't. Uh, he doesn't <laughs> talk, Curly Ambrose. That's the thing. He just never seemed to say a word. Uh, Dean Jones, he would be a wonderful player today, Haggis. That's oh. for sure. He was a wonderful player back then. He'd be even better today. Uh, righto, back to you. Nine double two double one eight eighty two with Braden Haggis through until two on front and centre.